0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Six One Zero Podcast. I'm your host Jay Holly, and back here on this Wednesday evening, where the Flyers just defeated the Montreal Canadiens three to two in a shootout. I had the pleasure of being at the game with one of my um, college buddies who is a Habs fan, and uh, you know we definitely had a good time and. Um of course myself, I may have enjoyed it a little bit better uh, than he did. however, the either way you cut it, um it was a tough beginning for the Flyers, two shots, two goals by the Habs um definitely the first one was a little interesting. It looked like maybe there was a high stick um but uh was not called as Sean Monahan um you know got the, his 11th goal there. And then David uh, Savard was able to answer with another strong goal just a um, about 10 minutes later when the second shot happened. Yes, uh, 10 minutes between two shots for the Habs and uh, two goals for them as well. But Sam Harrison and the Flyers would settle in as Owen Tippett would, um, would get the uh, first goal for the Flyers to put them on the board after... An assist from Travis connecting on a puck that found Tippett between the legs of a Habs defender, and Tippett was able to bury it. Then Morgan Frost in the second on a power play was able to skate in, find space, and bury one as well with an assist, with two assists um, from Tyson Forrester and. Jamie Drysdale, the Philadelphia Flyer that uh, has been in the news a lot, and we'll get to him in a moment. Then it would go to OT, um, where the Flyers really felt like they had a lot of the advantage throughout overtime. Um, They were really, really flying up and down the ice. It seemed like it was just a matter of time before they were able to bury one. Unfortunately, that didn't happen the worst was when uh Owen Tippett was coming in on goal and uh didn't even get a shot off. I mean, just completely wasted out in front of uh of the net and couldn't bury it. Um it was a uh, a solid solid crowd tonight of 18,000 strong um that was witnessing a shootout tonight and uh and you know the Lone team in Philadelphia that's actually happened to get anything going, and it was Sean Couturier who was able to come out. First goal was a little wrist shot, got it to go, and then Sam Harrison, as he's done many a time this season, able to stuff the Canadian after Canadian, getting Nick Suzuki on one where he came across uh, Harrison quite a few times uh, trying, to, trying to make something happen, trying to be pretty. And uh, couldn't get, couldn't even get a shot off as Arison just stayed with them the whole way. Suzuki just kind of looking at the puck, not really looking up, I think, and and just looked like he may have had an opening, just didn't like it, and literally, you know, got no shot off. So uh, it was, um, it was, uh, it was definitely interesting to see there um, as uh, Sam Arison then would stop Cole Caulfield. And uh, uh, Jesse Yemen um, as well. So it, it was a a very very um, close hockey game. A, a hockey game that was a little odd, as you know, there was only I mean 19 shots by the Habs and just two in OT or, or one in OT rather, and uh, and the Flyers for the game had 39 shots. They continued to outshoot Montreal, and it felt like, um, you know, really in the third, the Habs came out strong, but the Flyers really settled in um, and got things going, and they were able to uh, pull it off in the end. But of course, this news of Cutter Gauthier, the fifth overall pick by the Flyers in the 2022 NHL entry draft, being traded in a Surprising and a really head-spinning uh, deal at the time. I mean, I was at work when it happened, and I mean, I did a double take. I was dumbfounded. I was like, "Who? Why are we trading off?" I mean, I was—I had hopes that Cutter Gauthier was going to come up, and he was going to be, you know, the next best thing for the Flyers. I was really excited about what he did at juniors um over this past uh, week, and really uh, shocked at the time to see that he was traded and um, to find out that they were getting a, a solid young defenseman in the turn in, in return of Jamie Drysdale and a second round pick um, in 2020 for 2025's draft. I was then, you know, okay, I mean you know learning about Jamie Drysdale a little bit more and and what he brings to the table. How he's been doing in Anaheim, I was intrigued, but I was still confused as to why they moved on from Gochi. I mean, it didn't make sense. And then to find out that Cutter expressed that he did not want to play in Philadelphia, didn't want to play for the Flyers, and this was on a night where they lost to the Penguins four to one. And then in the postgame presser, John Tortorella put it blatantly, you know, point blank. He said, "If you don't want to play here, fine." Then we'll get someone who does. You know, get out then, basically was the message. I mean, it was a total torts media soundbite, if you will, um, and one that really has sparked some uh, interest around the media. And I think a lot of people are quite uh, quite intrigued. As you know, this is the first time in a while that the city of Philadelphia has had a player that straight up does not want to be here. I mean, even in the case of other teams like a, a Mickey Moniak or Ben Simmons, players that just did not pan out, you know, there hasn't been a player that just hasn't wanted to play here or even come up and play here since J.D. Drew wouldn't sign with the Phillies back in the 90s. And, I mean, the Phillies fans gave it. Philly gave it to J.D. Drew every time he, he came to the vet, obviously had batteries thrown at him, or um, to Citizens Bank Park. I can only imagine what uh, Cutter's going to be dealing with in a few years at Wells Fargo Center uh, when he comes to Philly. I'm assuming it's not going to be a warm welcome for the, uh, the former um, flyer, if you will, or former flyer prospect. Um, definitely something that I am not, uh, thrilled with because, you know, I mean, I would have for sure thought you ha- would have wanted to be here as you are watching what the Flyers are doing. Um, and Travis Sanheim had even said that we kind of heard the rumblings about this and it definitely sparked our locker room. And listen, I mean, you know, the perception is that was, that has been denied, by Kevin Hayes is that um, or you know the perception from the media and Kevin Hayes later denied that uh, and John Tortorella even defended Kevin Hayes tonight that you know the the suspicion is that Hayes told uh, Cutter you know about playing for Torts and how um, you know Kevin Hayes disagrees with a lot of Torts' coaching style and that is why Cutter decided he didn't want to play here, but like I said, Kevin Hayes has denied those rumors, um, and that was not the case. However, you know, it is interesting to see, and maybe, you know, it had influenced Cutter at least a little bit, but, I mean, I heard it sounded like over the summer he seemed committed, and then, uh, you know, didn't want to meet with, um, you know, Jonesy and Danny Breyer when they flew out to Sweden watch him in the juniors and, and you know Danny Breer said that that was the last draw like we were not you know we were done at that point we knew it was time to to move on and um he and Keith Jones have talked about it in the media they've been very open now about it and you know that um it, it was time but definitely something that is obviously worth watching out for and noting um, to see what cutter becomes of out in Anaheim, but, you know, I feel very, very confident in Drysdale. Got a first-hand look at him tonight. It was a really solid showing. He had three shots, I believe, in OT, and all three, at least the last two, definitely looked like you know they had a chance of going in, so I really liked what I saw from the kid. I think he's going to bring some toughness to this Flyers team that you know is pretty tough already, but I think will only be getting tougher with a Jamie Drysdale. So I'm really, really excited um, for what we have, and and hopefully you know he feels welcome, like he you know obviously wants to be here. A uh, former sixth overall pick, uh, and I'm I'm excited to see you know what he what he does and. Um, you know, for Cutter Goche, I mean, honestly, I I really am surprised that it came to this because I was so excited with what we had with him as a young prospect and then hopefully Mishkov coming over. But if you don't want to be here, like Torts said, then get out. We don't want you, and we're going to find someone that wants to be here and wants to play, and that was a hole that the Flyers filled on defense and a hole that I don't think, you know, they would have been – um making a big move to fill at the deadline and this obviously was as Keith Jones put in a uh a un um unwarranted and a, a strange circumstance, you know, not a common one I guess would be the word um of events that you know, the Flyers saw something and they hopped on the opportunity, wanted to get something for the guy obviously, want him to go um to a different team and and, uh, he'll be out in Anaheim where, you know, I mean, I don't really know if Anaheim has, uh, not to be no pun intended, but there are ducks in a row moving forward. I mean, that's not exactly, um, a place where there has been, uh, too much buzz around, but we'll see what, uh, what happens moving forward with them. And, um, you know, I'm I'm intrigued to see what happens when that kid comes here. I'm sure it's going to be a lot of interesting uh, moments to say the least when the Ducks come and play the Flyers at WFC. Should be interesting. But, you know, some buzz about the Flyers. I mean, how strange is that? A week leading up to an Eagles playoff game, and we've got some Flyers news that we're talking about for you know the last 48 hours and certainly the last couple, there has been some some buzz surrounding the fly guys. But you know, it's it's a solid win tonight, it's solid momentum moving forward, and the Flyers uh are in third place now in the Metro. They pick up two points um point behind on the Canes and six behind the Rangers. And, you know, a good win against a Habs team that's kind of trying to right the ship, trying to figure out where they're at. And uh, really, really fun to see what happens uh, moving forward for both these clubs. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in again. Um, It was a fun game to be at. I mean, my first Flyers game in a while, you know, really, really entertaining one to say the least. Obviously, um, they won and it was a shootout. But uh, really fun to see them get the win. Great atmosphere. Um, You know, it was a little, I'm not going to lie, it was a little quiet. I I definitely didn't feel the, uh, you know, Philly vibe when I was in the arena. But, I mean, this is the Flyers at the point of a a, um, rebuilding process, I suppose. If, you know, we're still... um, gonna call it I mean we we will still call it a rebuilding process but in terms of you know feeling like it's a well we're rebuilding rebuilding not necessarily I mean you've got some juice you've got some buzz going forward you know it's a fun team that I think people should be interested to come out and see just to see the young guys I mean you've got some really really fun young kids out there that are giving you their all I mean Travis Konechny I mean if you want to watch someone give it their all every single night I love watching that guy play. He's everywhere around the puck. Um, he's you know, he's awesome. He, he gets into the other team's face. He gets after it. He's a fun kid. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Again, we'll be back on um, shortly, hopefully, with the Flyers. They keep skating hard. They keep playing like they're playing, and I'll be on here talking about the Flyers um, for quite a while. But, you know, got to keep gutting them out. Got to keep battling through. And uh, continue racking these points as they will be taking on the Minnesota Wild next. um, That will be Friday night in Minnesota. So, till then, um, hopefully, maybe till then, I will talk to you next time.